so when I talk to people, I try to say, here's the facts. You want this. We're close. We can get there, but it's going to cost extra or it's going to take longer. What do you want to do? So you kind of put the ball back in their mm-hmm. court. So it's not like you're pushing back in a way that's saying no. It's you're pushing back in a way of saying what you're trying to do with what our previous knowledge was isn't really feasible. So we need to adjust. On this uh, this next episode of Text Act podcast, we are talking about something that I, I think people are gonna no matter what relate to in their career. It's the idea of communication on bad news in particular, and how you can push back with grace. And um, I, I think this is this is especially interesting because it doesn't matter if you're an individual contributor, doesn't matter if you are a manager or up to the exec level sometimes there's just unfortunate news. Things don't always work out the way you anticipated, you know, the way that everything was projecting to be. But uh, sometimes there's bad news and sometimes you need to understand how to push back or push back with grace, I should say, you know. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, pushing back, pushing back. I I always kind of feel like when you push back, it's about having tact, right? Because there's there's a good way to push back, and there's a a not so good way to push back. You know, so I think I, that <laughs> I'm already <laughs> smiling because when you said push back with tact, I, I saw the like the New Jersey in you, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, because because <laughs> the thing is, is I, I'm not exactly sure why it's the case, but anytime you're dealing with intelligent people, okay. It's easy to be kind of stuck in this world where you tend to be right about things, maybe because you're the person who reads a lot. Maybe you're the person who has a lot of information and and your your ability to recall all this this knowledge you've acquired. I, I've noticed that there's definitely a group of people that don't push back kindly. And it's one of those things where a lot of times when you're pushing back on something, it's not because the other person is just so so rude or so unwilling to listen to reason they just don't have the full picture yet you know and as especially as engineers but in any job where you are the person who's doing the work day in and day out um and your manager or the customer is coming to you and they're looking for something that you need to push back on it's you're coming from a place where you already know a lot of this information so you've got this background you've got this wealth of knowledge already on this subject and when you're going to tell them you can't just assume that they know all this stuff already you can't just assume that oh yeah yeah well everybody knows this and you get a lot of that kind of like arrogant vibe sometimes from people and Hmm. i would like to me like i never really sat well with me i never under really really understood that because like we're playing for the same team here you know we're trying to do something together and all it does is kind of create animosity between people, I think, when you let get carried away. So that that's the first thing that came to my mind when I started th- talking about pushback. I was like, man, pushing back gracefully, pushing back with tact is really important, I think. Dan, you know, that's a that's a really interesting note. And um, 
it's kind of funny because I, I think I have a, a little bit of a different perspective um, only just because of, you know, my, my seniority and career versus, versus yourself there. Um, I think for a lot of folks that are more on the entry intermediate level uh, of their careers, pushing back, uh, especially towards your manager or your manager's manager, whatever the, the, the chain there um, can have a bit of a more negative effect because you, you don't always have that sort of uh, ability to say like, oh, but I just know better or, you know what, I just think it's a dumb idea, <laughs> which could be the case. But I, I think when you're when you're that lower kind of level, you don't have as much um, to your, your name, for lack of a better word. And it, I think it makes it a little tougher because, like, you almost have to be a bit of a yes man. But, like, you got to know sometimes when you're able to or how to push what weight you do have. Are you, are you tracking? Is that making sense? Oh, yeah. No, you actually just reminded me. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, that's actually right. I remember when I first started my career that – I felt the same thing. It was a lot of a imposter syndrome. So you're sitting there thinking, what do I know? Um, and you're right. It's kind of flipped upside down from, from a newcomer's perspective uh, or someone new to the industry. And when you see this sea of knowledge that you don't have yet, then you kind of err on the other side. Uh, I know better, I think, but I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> so so you, you're constantly filled with all this self doubt. And um, to those people, it's, you know, that's always something I like. I really kind of I welcome that to a certain degree. I it's harder to to take someone who's who's really kind of set in their ways and I'm going to do this and I'm just going to no, you're wrong. We won't do it like that. It, th- that kind of mentality is kind of it's so stringent and sh- and closed minded that it's hard to get get through to talking to people like that. But the people who are coming in with this open mind of doubting themselves, well. What I would say to that is everybody's wrong all the time. So, so um, especially when you're young in career, you can always fall back on, well, I am, I am new, right? I am learning still. And in those situations, what I did when I was younger is I would lean on my seniors. I would lean on the people that I, I knew well and who knew me, but I would kind of bounce my ideas off of them first. Like, Hey, before I go tell, our customer this, or before I go tell this manager this, can you just check me for a second? Here's what I saw. Here's what is happening. There's no other way to do this, right? That you know of. And they'll say, well, actually you could do it like this and that would probably <laughs> solve your problem. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, or it would be, no, you're right. Uh, I, there's not an easy way to do this. And, and what's nice is about, about that is it's a bit of a, a learning and mentoring opportunity for the for the people that work around you to get a chance to learn some more information in the way that someone who's been doing this for a long time might look at the problem, um, which is that that to me was always like worth its weight in gold. But yeah. uh, so it's just an excuse, you know, it's an excuse to get the seniors time. Right. <laughs> it's like, hey, buddy, come on, g- give me give me 30 minutes. And that usually turns into 45 or an hour. Uh, but but then when I go to the at that point, once I go, then it's like, OK, it's not just me anymore. I've got the opinions of my peers and um, I know what I'm what I'm thinking is right. and I'm tracking this correctly. So now I can go speak with some authority on it. And and the reality is, is, again, we come back to you're in it every day. Even if you are green, you still probably know more about that exact topic than most of the people you're going to be talking to or aren't familiar with it. So take some. I guess some some safety in knowing that yeah. you know this content really well, so you can talk about this. 
And you should feel confident in doing that. Um, you're never going to know everything. So that's fine. Where you don't know, I'll get back to you. Let me go, let me go talk to some more people and do some more research. But what I do know is this. And again, with tact, with grace, just the facts. Like the thing for me is when I push back, I try to just hit people with the facts of the job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, does the, do you ever hear, I don't know what it's called, but it's like the, it's like the triangle uh, where it's like, uh, you can get it fast, you can get it cheap, or you can get it done well. Or, or sorry, <laughs> yep. it, it's, it's like quality, speed, and cost, right? So you pick two, right? Because you can't ever have all three. It can't be fast, high quality, and cost next to nothing. It just doesn't work, right? So yep. you, you always have to pick two. <laughs> so so when I talk to people, I try to say, here's the facts. You want this. We're close. We can get there, but it's going to cost extra or it's going to take longer. What do you want to do? So you kind of put the ball back in their mm-hmm. court. So it's not like you're pushing back in a way that's saying no. It's you're pushing back in a way of saying what you're trying to do with what our previous knowledge was isn't really feasible. So we need to adjust and, and kind of move the markers a little bit. Dan, I, I think you hit on a really good note there a, a little earlier in particular that I, I want to really just reiterate uh, speaking with authority. I think you're right. Rather, you're you're entry level, you're you're green to it all, or you're you know a seasoned veteran. I I think being able to sync your your thoughts with your peers, uh, with your manager if you can, uh, having that kind of like confirmation, uh, I think that'll help. And obviously, like you said, when you're the person who's the most hands on with something, or or you know it, it's your your product, etc. Right. Um, I I think that does give you you know that that elevated level of authority there. Um. But I, I do have a, a question that I'm, I'm curious for you then, Dan. Um, so in this case, you know, we're, we're talking a little bit about pushing back some. But mm-hmm. what about when you have to kind of bring about bad or unfortunate news? Like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe <clears throat> you were telling your boss, like, this project, like, we can do it. Everything's going to look great. And, or you're talking to your customer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're you dead know wrong. What? <laughs> yeah. And it happens. And maybe you're yeah. just dead wrong. Or maybe, you know what? There's just something totally crazy that happens to the industry or the market. And, you know, some things are just totally out of your control. How do you, how have you yeah. handled stuff like that, Dan? So, so this actually reminds me of a job I did a long time ago with a buddy of mine. And um, we did this one gig. He actually spec'd, it was a side hustle that we did. And he spec'd the job. Um, and, he was off. His numbers were off, right? He ended up saying it would take us X amount of time and, you know, dollars and cents lined up for the amount of time he, he thought, but then he realized, wow, this thing is way more involved. We were young. We didn't really know how to spec jobs really well. And, and it took twice as long as what he thought it was going to take. And I remember at the time, even I had enough experience to realize, okay, let me think about this for a second. Well, did we screw up? Yes. Okay. So the best thing I can do here is own the screw up, number one. So we, we, we went to him and said, OK, listen, so we can't do it for what we originally estimated. Um, we don't have the funds to pay the rest of the, the, the team to get it done. So we are going to have to ask you for more, more money. So we went back and we talked to him about that. And and my buddy, his name was Bill. Uh, and Bill, I remember he was talking to me on the phone. And he was really concerned. With me. He said, I don't know how. I'm going to phrase this. And I remember thinking, look, it's not what you do in this moment. It's what we do after, right? We've done a good job so far. The customer's happy with what we've shown them. 
And as long as we don't keep going back to them, back to the well, saying we need more money, more money, more money, then we're going to be okay. This is going to be a bump in the road in the long run. And what we need to do is make sure that whatever we ask for next is enough to finish the job, is enough to do what it takes to carry it across the finish line. If we do that, then not only did we come to them and say we screwed up, come to them and say we're, we were willing to take cuts and, and, on the, and take things on the chin for us, but we couldn't vouch for everybody. So they saw that we were willing to compromise and work with them. In the long run, we delivered, and that's what they're going to remember. Like what they will remember is, are you the team that gets it done and keeps delivering over the long haul? Everybody has screw ups. Everybody has mistakes, but you just don't want to have the reputation of being the screw up. If Mm -hmm. you if you had a a mishap here and there, it happens. Just try to handle it with some grace, fess up, own it and keep moving forward and try to make sure that you're not making the same mistake again. Not easily. Right. Not 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 so often. So to me, I think that's the real the real best advice I could say to anyone is don't think about your career in this moment. It is a long road. Right. So, you know, you're going to have bumps, but you're going to have these victories, too. And the victories count. So just just remember that, you know, if you get behind, get it done and and just, yep, we did that. We screwed it up and then we fixed it. Remember, and we moved on. Let's go. What's the next thing? You know, <laughs> let's move past it. Let's brush it under the rug. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So that's kind of the, the that's what I've kind of worked by. Yeah. You know, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I like that that approach you guys took of, you know what, you, you own to your mistake. But at the end of the day, you, you got something out there. You know, you threw it over the finish line. And that's important. I, I, I feel like if you guys all just said, hey, you know what, we ran out of money and sucks to suck <laughs> right well that, that was that was the other thing it's like you know because the thing yeah. is we want i said that, you know we want them to understand you've got a partner you've got someone who's committed to making sure you're going to get something and that it's going to be valuable when it's done right mm-hmm. you, it's it's worse if we would have bailed it's worse because not only did we have the first screw up but then we didn't do right by the customer either and we didn't do right by our client so it's like man now that's that's two hits on the chin we screwed up and we look like assholes like so to me it's it's like i don't i don't want that reputation nobody wants that and you know we definitely learned okay when we're specking jobs in the future here's the things we got to watch out for um and the cool part was actually we got it done they had it uh we delivered and we kept going on i actually ended up not working because i my work picked up my day job so i didn't have as much bandwidth anymore but but my buddy bill kept going for a while for a couple more projects with that group and they had a lot of success so they were happy it was just uh yeah, it was, like, it was just a bump in the road. And that was a real lesson, I think, for both of us, because I never heard Bill ever bring up anything like that again. He was always good to go at that point. Yeah. Heck, yeah. See that right, right there. <clears throat> so I, I like that when you guys um ran into like a situation on your end, you guys were able to say, hey, look at, you know what? We own up to it. Let's keep it going and go from there. Um, So that's great news is is. Has there maybe been any sort of time um, that you you ran into like a hey you know what this really isn't in my hands like this is this is kind of out of our control but like <laughs> yeah that happens a lot <laughs> yeah see I, I <laughs> oh I <yeah>. know <laughs> yeah so um, that was actually interesting that happened to me recently um, and I don't want to say when because I feel like it's too close to where i'm at right now um <laughs> but it, but it's it, something like that did happen and what happened in the situation was we had we had three teams that were working together and okay. <clears throat> i was responsible for my team's work 
Um, and then I had two contacts for the two other teams. Well, something happened where we had to de-scope a portion of the work because we didn't have enough time uh, given the 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 resources that were available and the work that was on the table and the priorities. This thing got deprioritized, so we didn't have enough people to put on it. So we had to cut back some of the scope. So we cut back some of the scope of the work. I communicated this to the heads of the other teams, right? The the, the leads in the other teams. And everything was great. Okay, fine. We're good to go. So I go forward and implement our portion of the work. Uh, it's like two months of work. And I did all this work and we were getting stuff done, communicating with them. Everything's great. And then uh, we were about ready to present before we were going to have this drop date. And I go to present the work and a bunch of the higher up managers are like, what is this? Where's half of the functionality? And oh. like, well, we, we, we talked about this. Um, Three months ago that we were taking this out and what had happened was the the contacts on the other teams one of them communicated it um to her direct uh but it never got communicated up to the skip level so that is why the skip level was asking on the other team never communicated up at all to anyone so they were like what is going on so i had to go through and explain where we were at and, and we went through the, the whole process all over again, saying, here's why we de-scoped the work. We were cutting things out. We were never going to have this anyway. And, you know, this made the logical sense. Once we talked through it, the customer was actually very content with the with the decision that we made. Um, but they weren't happy still about, but this still isn't going to be the way we need it to be to go out the door. And that's oh. so that so that's the little bit that was left. That fell on me. So I was like, OK. So what I need to do is figure out how do I get from where we're at right now to whatever they need as quickly as possible because I was going live in two days. And I was like, okay, how do I fix this? So the first thing I did was I reached out to some other members of my team that could help me understand uh, the rigor that was required to get this work done. And I said, okay. So I stayed late a couple of nights, banged it out. Two days later, I had to present to them what we had and it was it was on a Friday. On Monday morning, we came in and everything was fixed. Um, all this, all the little things that they had left, it was all it was, it was spit polished, done, good to go, and they were happy. They were like, "Wow, um, you did all that!" And and I was, um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, let's be real here. It was. You say it this was, as you're like, you know, crawling, having slept in <laughs> seventy-two no, no, hours. So, no, so <laughs> the, the the thing was, I, I actually told you about the story before Chioki offline. I was just pissed off because I had done so much. Like, I thought for so long I did such a good job of of keeping this project online, um, that I was really aggravated by what happened. So mm. basically, I just spent one night staying late and I just burned through everything in one night and it was done. Checked it all in, got it reviewed, done, good to go. Well, wow. oh, the, 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 the thing that got me was um, my manager at the time um, said, well, we really should have done a better job of making sure that those teams communicated up the line. And this mm-hmm. is where the pushback problem this is where I, this, this is where I said to my manager, I said, um, I'm going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> uh, I said, because the reality is our team never would have known that the communication line outside of our team was broken down with their higher ups. So I understand what you're saying, but I'm never going to own that. And 
they were okay with it. They were okay. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Um, if there's something else that we could do on our end to, to make sure more people are included on these important calls, fine, I'll do that. That's not a problem, but I won't take ownership over something that I really had no, no hand in. Yep. And and then my my skip level said something similar. I told him the same oh, thing. Wow. I was like, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I won't take any ownership for that. I will own what we did and everything. And and I said it tactfully. I said it respectfully. But I I wanted to make sure it was clear. I because even he had uh, he mentioned that well maybe it should have fallen on my my direct. I said nope. It shouldn't fall on us at all. It's outside the bounds of our work. And it's not saying that we're not team players. I'm happy to help, but we can't be constantly held responsible for things outside of our boundaries, right? We have to be able to establish our own boundaries. Otherwise, we're going to be doing everyone's job all the time. And I'm 100% on board for being a team player, but we were under the gun and understaffed. So given the situation, we could only do the work that was given to us. If we had... If I had more time or if I had uh, more flexibility, I would have gone 110% way beyond the lines of the boundary to help everyone I could. But that wasn't the circumstances. So in what this I, particular case, it was just not feasible. I, I really like right there where you 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 kind of gave yourself a good backbone because I, I feel like it would have been really easy to be like, I guess, you know, or yeah, sure. Like if everything was perfect, yeah, maybe we could have also reached to them and, you know, rubbed our our stomach and patted our head at the same time um yeah <laughs> like it's interesting though because i i feel like i i've had different managers where like if i told them like no uh, they would have looked at me like I'm, I'm a little crazy but i i think what's important there is you've already kind of established yourself and they, yeah. they trust you and for you to just say like you know that that's not on me i i think they're kind of like you know, Dan, Dan's got a good point. You know, it's really not his fault. You, you spoke like logical things. You explained it. And uh, I'm assuming, obviously, you know, you did it tactfully. You, you weren't being yep. a, a jerk. No. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it came back to simply uh, all I did. All I did was state facts. We had a t- we, we, we told who, who we were supposed to tell. Yeah. Uh, and, and we did what we were supposed to do and we yeah. learned from it. Mm-hmm. So now we know better. And next time we will do things differently. However, given the fact that hindsight's 2020, I'm not <laughs> going to go back in time and beat myself up for something that I, I had no way of knowing was going to be a, the cluster F that it became. Right. Like, so, so it, yeah. it ultimately ended up being not a big deal. Um, and we, we're, that was a fortunate one, but yeah, it, and it is, it's, you have to develop the rapport first with the manager. Um, and you got to make sure that when you're doing, you're having the conversation, you're sticking to the facts and you're not making it personal. I'm not, I didn't say my manager did a bad job. I didn't say my skip level did a horrible job. It was none of that. Like we all did our job absolutely as we should have. It was just an unfortunate situation. And it, it was that way because there were a lot of variables at play. And we all know that. So let's not beat ourselves up. Let's take the lesson. We, we, we may change this in the future. We can help mitigate this. But other than that, execute the next thing like let's move on to the next thing right like dan i love it man uh, and you know what like i said i i figured this was gonna be a call where i might be a little bit more quiet but uh it, honestly it, it's just kind of a you know i'm learning as well i think we're all learning every day and uh it, it's good to just hear some of your um your perspectives on this all you know because i i think it's important to stand up for yourself i think it's also important to um how do i say this uh you know Talk with authority, like you said. Stick to the facts, 
and yeah. and and go from there. You know what? Own up to it and and keep moving forward. So I like that. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if anybody can really tell. Shioki, you know me. Um, I've got my moments where I can really be a hothead. Um, and when I was younger, I was <laughs> I, I was I was really hot-headed when I was younger. Um, but when it comes to work now, I've tried really hard to make it not personal. And the fact is, is that anytime you're giving out bad information, staying calm is hugely important, not just for for you so that you can articulate yourself in a, in a calm, rational way. But if I'm calm, they're calm. Right. Especially when you're dealing with customers who don't know anything like your managers and the people around you, they know stuff. So they know when to panic or not. But customers, especially the less people know, the more calm you have to be. So, you know, Chioki, you see it now when you're dealing with customers and 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 I've dealt with enough customers to learn that the more I get excited, the more nervous I am to them the worse they're going to feel and the least confident they're going to feel. So we don't want that. We want them to feel confident because they should be like, we know what we're going to do to solve the problem. We just got to make some decisions. They may not be easy ones. They may not be great decisions, but we've got to make some choices and we got to do them quickly and, and then be all in on them. Like we can't yeah, really man. hesitate. Yeah. We just got to just, just execute. So. Dan, I love it. I, I I think we hit on this really well, and um, I I know honestly, I just learned <laughs> some new key takes to to kind of remember, and uh, yeah, this is this is great for me. Um, so uh, again, we we talked about communication in particular, communication on bad news, and uh, with that, how you can push back with grace. Um, I, I I don't think we we spent too much time about uh, defining what being graceful or tactful is. Uh, <laughs> We might have to say that for another call. Like I said, that's when the, yeah. the jersey kicks in for Dan. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hope this is making sense. I hope you all found this useful. And um, you know, I just want to thank everyone for the time. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Um, I hope, hope this was helpful, like Chioki says. Uh, the, the, the key takeaways, stay calm. Um, think outside the box. Be creative. Try to entertain all possible options, too. That's something I didn't get a chance to talk about here. But definitely – you know, collaborate. It's a team effort, right? Don't, don't go down with the ship by yourself, go down with the team, you know, <laughs> or rise with the team. I guess it's probably the better <laughs> there you way to go. Rise it. with the team, right? um, bring everyone so, down with you. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's it. Uh, Chioki, thanks so much, man. There's great, great questions today. I'm sorry that I'm the one that hogged all this time. Absolutely. Well, this is another episode of tech stack with Chioki signing off. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>